radioinfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. We were just playing the uh, Scott Lobito um, pizza. The New York pizza party at what he calls, <clears throat> I'm not going to say it so early. It's a, it's another, what they used to call, they call City Field for the Mets. They call it, <laughs> I'm yeah. just, you know. Especially now, again. Oh, Lord. Mets are worse than they've ever been. They're doing a press conference today. I don't even, I'm just, we don't even watch it. We're, we're just like, what we whatever. You know what? I, I don't, I, I haven't even watched the Yankees in uh, in in about a week. I'll, I'll I'll put on the the radio every once in a while if I just want something to keep me company. But it's just boring. They're not even they're nowhere as bad as the Mets, but they're just it's just all boring. Yeah. And here this I don't know maybe it's just uh, it's all it goes hand in hand with the pizza thing in New York City and and what things you know the the fight what things used to be. Even if you lost, it was just, I don't know, there's something gritty about the loss. It's just, there's just no backbone anymore. It's been pussified. New yeah. York City has been pussified. I said, it's I just, said. It's just changing of generations. When I tweeted about this whole incident with the pizza, he was throwing pizza at City Hall and um, to protest the banning of, of wood and coal burning pizza ovens in New York City. I said, I'm well, in- they're considering it, right? They, yeah, they haven't actually done it. They're considering it just the same way they considered gas stoves. Yeah. Um, I said I'm embarrassed that I am from here. I'm embarrassed. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Like, whatever. Um, it, 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 it's a it's a lesson in what people who are invested in the actual decline of a nation or a city, a town, or whatever. It's what they do. Obviously, you can't actually look at real problems in a in a, in a certain place and um, and and actually implement some hardline solutions to turning them around. Because ultimately, you want everybody in distress because you, you want people to need you. So in the meantime, you need to be busy. I mean, they're for as as negligent as these people are, they are busybodies at the same time. It's 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 crazy. You think it's pretty oxymoronic to be a negligent busybody. But while they allow things to just degrade and and fall apart at the seams, they need to be busy. And so they turn their attention toward non-issues, making it an issue, and then tying in their old lines and in the end about equity and about making things safer or cleaner or less polluted for people of color. Because apparently coal and wood burning stoves that make pizza for people, is uh, it, it, it affects minority communities more than anybody else. And we need to really handicap, handicap whatever businesses are left surviving we need to handicap them take them out at the knees if i'm not mistaken this is just going to cause pizza prices to rise exponentially um well i mean from what i was reading it's only about there's only about 100 or so pizzerias that are that do um coal and wood exclusively so obviously it would make things it's going to make things really they'll probably put these people out of business or uh, because they're going to have to either 
make the decision to shoulder the cost of going completely over to electric because you know they're not going to be able to get a gas permit now. And, and so there's that. So you're you're probably looking at the closure of at least 100 businesses or you're going to severely strain them. Everybody else, I don't know. It's, it's some of the best pizza you can ever get is wood and coal burned. Best, it's Some of the best you can ever find. It's just terrible. Yep. Yep. Now we're going to watch some debauchery that feeds right off of the equity and inclusion and uh, men shaking their bare genitals in New York City line. Bud Light has a stage at the Toronto Pride event. And I want to just make sure everybody's nice and awake this morning. Um, audio listeners are just going to hear some terrible music, but the people watching live on the show will see what I'm talking about. Here is a person who is too afraid to show their face. I don't know what they are, but um, here. Bud Light sponsored debauchery. I don't understand this. I. It's like demonic sex dancing nonsense. Here is another one that um, you probably, you're not going to be able to see if you're listening to podcast version, but this is a truck pulling a Bud Light float. Here. What, Frank? Share with the it, audience. No, it's it's it, it's just in uh, it's just incredible for anybody to think. Oh, Bud Light is freaking out. They obviously aren't. Uh, Gigi Gigi shared a picture yesterday of Bud Light at her Publix in Florida and what they did. I'll show it to you in a second. Here, here is the everybody. All of these people in this Pride Parade wearing Bud Light shirts. Official sponsor, 2023 Pride Toronto. And truthfully, if this is what pride parades actually were everywhere, I mean, hold your damn stupid flags, walk down the street. They have all these people. They the These people aren't buying Bud Light either, so they're completely <laughs> screwed. These people are getting paid by Bud Light. Yep. They're not buying it. I, it, it so again, it's whatever. Let me show you. Um, hold on. Let me show you what they did here in uh, Florida. Yesterday, Gigi saw this yesterday for 4th of July, I have to assume. Here it is. Look at the screen. There is a horse in the middle of a bunch of Bud Light and Budweiser, and then they made this whole display to spell out USA in cases of Bud Light um, <laughs> at Publix. Yeah. How long was that display up? I mean, it's been there since at least yesterday, but it's I'm just for Fourth of July. I'm I'm sure, which is Tuesday for goodness sakes. I can't even believe yeah. that. Oh, just I, I I hope it rots. Nobody's buying this. Nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying it. But it you gets... you would think that you know every other gay person. I, I thought every other person is gay. Um, uh, depending uh, according to how they project this stuff on the media you think that that would just be gobbled up by now the now the 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 crappy beer hungry gaze of the world that just need the bud light <laughs> because it it represents them where is it where is the uh, the insatiable need for crappy watered down beer where i don't think anybody had the insatiable need for it before they did this so they really hurt themselves but this is what's really catching my eye and i had this on the show for monday but we didn't get to it 
This is obviously everybody's gonna know about this already, but this is here. I'm gonna play this. Now, now, here, here's here's some here's a, a lesson in media. They can go out there and say, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. That the San Francisco men's choir or whatever can go yes. out there and sing about we're coming for your children. And then we find out that half of the choir is convicted pedophiles. And then Roseanne Barr goes out and makes a makes a, an obvious, an obvious absurd joke about how no Jews died at the hands of the Nazis oh, during she, World War II. Oh, that went all, I know, I saw that. And and, and the world crumbles at, at that. And this, the, the media gathers around and they say, this has been a long time, um, a long time chant it's um, supposed to be. Hold on, because the whole title, don't go there yet. The whole title of the show today is about this. We're gonna go into that article, but I wanna play the boys choir first now that you brought the men's choir. The, the the pedophile choir here. We're coming for them. We're coming for your They all look and like they're in a mugshot. Yep, all oh, they should be, and they and they say that it's all tongue in cheek, it's just a joke, and they're just taunting. Even though it's oh no, you you are, you are. Society is set up to nurture people, children into this kind of behavior. Now it's just what it is. I, I said there is no gay gene. You, you you need to create this kind of momentum in identity crisis. Whether well, it be gender or sexuality, it's so they've they've begun turning on each other, and I have a clip of that too. But here is the article from NBC News: the ratio on this tweet from them yesterday. Their tweet says they're the coming for your children chant has been used for years at Pride events, according to longtime March attendees and gay rights activists, who said it's one of many provocative expressions used to retain regain control of slurs against LBGTQ people. Actually, it's out of context. It's out of context. Ha hmm. Over the weekend, a short video circulated widely on social media of an unidentified person. Person? It was the whole effing crowd in New York City March saying we're coming for your children. In the 21-second clip circulated by right-wing web streamer channel, dozens of people marched in the streets and clearly heard chanting are clearly heard chanting, we're here, we're queer, we're not going shopping, but one, vo one voice, hold on, hold on. Let's try this again, shall we? One voice. <laughs> I'm watching everybody say it. Okay, one voice. See, why do you need to downgrade something if it didn't actually happen? But wait a second, why do you need to downgrade something if this is a long time chant that's taken out of context and, and serves a very destigmatizing, nuanced 
purpose. Why why would you even try to minimize it to one voice? To you, you just you you just yeah. opened up the article. The headline yes. indicates that this is something that is a, it has a long history with the movement as being a tongue in cheek kind of a taunt at bigots. But you just made it so that it was only really one person saying. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're just going to minimize this tradition of ours. <laughs> at the same time, it's like they're stigmatizing their own destigmatized chant. I, I don't I don't. Uh, but they're nuts. Let's keep they're going. Nuts. To conservative pundits, activists, and lawmakers, the video confirmed the allegations they've levied in recent years that the LGBTQ community is grooming children. But to Brian Griffin, the original organizer of the New York City Drag March, if that's the worst they heard, it's only because he wasn't there this year. Griffin said he chanted obscene things in the past, like kill, 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 we're coming to kill the mayor, and joked about pubic hair and sex toys during marches. People at the drag march regularly sing, God is a lesbian. It's all just words. It's just prevented to fulfill their worst stereotypes of us. However, it's not just words when we won't use their preferred pronouns, then it's not just words, right, Frank? Uh, words are, it's not just words. I mean, it, words are everything to these people. Uh, the, the, to people who live like this, it, it, again, it's the dichotomy, this this um, this mindset that is constantly at war with itself. It's totally contradictory. How can you say that words, it's just words and calm down when words are literally all you have to project this false reality onto the world? And if people aren't compelled to say certain things or compelled to avoid saying other things to be able to maintain this really shabby sense of reality about who you are, what you are, and and what the nature of man and woman is – then, um, then, then what are words? I mean, words are everything to you. The problem is they are also averse to responsibility or accountability. So uh, when, when things get a little bit too hot and when they're not getting praised, because that's all this is, they want to be praised constantly. When they are criticized, then it's, oh, stop, you prude. And then when they're praised, then, of course, yeah, they, they feel emboldened. Then they'll say more and they'll say even more of what they're thinking. The coming for your children chant has been used for years at pride events, according to, well, not surprising, according to longtime March attendees and gay rights activists who said it's one of many provocative expressions used to re regain control against LGBTQ people of slurs against. And in this case, they said right wing activists are jumping on a single video to weaponize an out of context remark to further stigmatize the queer <laughs> community. Go back five years, ask any gay person whether or not they would want to call themselves queer and tell me what their answer is. Conservative politicians and pundits have increasingly referred to advocates for LGBTQ rights as groomers. Associating people who oppose laws that restrict drag performances or classroom discussions of gender ideology with pedophiles. The charge is an echo of a decades-old trope anti-gay activists have used to paint the community as a threat to the country's youth, an allegation that some advocates say endangers LGBTQ people. Oh, I wonder why that would be. Why do they feel endangered? Is it because they're saying they're coming for our kids? Like, there's Again, a, there's it, a it, line. There's a line. An organizer for this year's drag march known as Huckleberry, Huckleberry Ken, who also performs in drag as Sister Lottie Da, declined an interview request, similarly citing fears for his safety. His safety? 
in light of the backlash over the video clip, but he said in an email that the coming for your children chant was a bad joke that's being used to serve the interests of parasitic, predatory political propaganda and policy. Yeah, par- par- predatory is a great word. They're all predators. We won't tolerate harm towards any child and advocate for the protection and encouragement of every child to be able to live their true, authentic lives free from fear and persecution. It's not it's not authentic. If you if again, everybody involved with this movement on that level that are there at these parades, that are are organizing them, that are working in the media, they are all predators because they know exactly what they're doing, because their 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 footwork indicates they are shifting from defensive to offensive positions to make sure that they are always the one that is in as in control it's a very familiar very familiar um method of utilizing victimhood very familiar method of screaming screaming out in pain as you stab somebody in the back it's very familiar and it goes back a long long time but uh yeah it's just um any, anyone who was watching the screen right now really got an eyeful because I'm going to play the clip of the naked men riding their bikes through through scores of families and children. And the, 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 the beginning of it is literally just a shot of this guy's junk that I had ready to play and you were talking. Here, this is good. This is all good, guys. All good. Naked men on bicycles with their junk out in tutus, stopping and waving, pride for everybody. This is disgusting. I don't understand what the f- is happening. You know, not for nothing. Not that I'm not that I'm looking or not that I care, but is there anybody there that has a penis that's bigger than 3 inches? Doesn't seem so. No. Anybody? No. Jeez. This one over here has boobs. What is even happening? We're supposed to be okay with that. Just hold your damn flags and wear your stupid Bud Light t-shirts. We'll still be like, you guys are terrible. Now they're trying to turn it into a whole damn summer. The summer of pride. The barrel is lifting. Women are seen. This clip keeps on playing on its own. For some reason. Um, But just in a sheer, you know, there's one person who's out at these marches, a former trans activist being attacked by pride attendees for holding up a sign that says defend female sex-based rights. Oh yes, I know. Uh now that now that is brave. I I wouldn't that that's like Indiana Jones lowering himself into the uh the the, the den of vipers. It's very brave to stand there and hold any sign and to to take the kicks, to take the elbows. To have these out and all around this this girl who's being accosted by this this seething crowd of people who are just so uh, about love and acceptance and all that stuff the, the seething demonic crowd it's um it's interesting because everybody around her seems to be i don't know barely out of high school if that and for anybody to say that for anybody to say that there isn't some there isn't grooming going on is ridiculous is ridiculous to see what what is what has has gripped and infected the youth it's it's ridiculous hold on God. here she is she's right in the middle of the screen 
saying that, look, women, girl, female, defend female sex-based rights. Here's her sign. She's got menstruator, ovulator, uterus haver, bleeder, cis, cis woman crossed out with X's next to them, saying that they are not terms to be used and saying basically mother, woman, girl, and female are the terms to be used. And it's so loud, I'm not even going to... As you go on, she starts getting basically attacked by this crowd, yelling up in her face. Look at this one here on the left with her camera right up in this girl's face. Look at this one back here. They're all freaking weirdos. They're all weirdos. But I took a gander down this person's timeline on Twitter, and it was definitely... It was all clips of her being attacked by her own, quote, community. Listen, I, the one thing I'm happy about, and, well, there's a few things. There's plenty I'm happy about. I mean, gen, generally, I am a happy guy. But when it comes to this story in particular, I love how messed up this has been the worst pride yet. And and I say worst in the mean in the way that everything has fallen apart. Mm-hmm. That 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 cotton candy and rainbow veneer about it just being a utopia for people living their truth and all that crap is gone. It's seething. It's thoughtless. It is. It, it's predatory. There is nothing. No way you could put lipstick on that pig and make it in any way, shape, or form believable. To be uh, to be anything like they they described it in the past because I like everything it. else they have taken it too damn far. Well, was there ever a chance for it not to have been taken too far when you know who's been behind it since it's, Stonewall? I'm just surprised that it happened all at once this way because it really did happen all at once. I think honestly, it was COVID that really put the kibosh on all this stuff because parents started paying attention to school. And what their kids were learning. And as soon as that happened, the rest of the dominoes started to fall. Because they got to see these teachers and these lesson plans and all this. And then from there, it just started going off the waz, like, you know, crazy. First ever trans person elected to the New Hampshire house has been arrested for child porn. Raise your hand in the audience if you're surprised. Nobody? Okay. Um yeah. There was a war started on Twitter, some kind of a war, between Libs of TikTok and the Krasensteins. Oh, that's, whenever you're fighting the Krasensteins, you got your hand full. <laughs> Did you see they released a video of themselves lifting weights? Well, they're, they're very in shape. They have to stay <laughs> the physically and mentally sharp. Anyway, this is all about message. Brian tweets, let me get this straight. Libs of TikTok tweeted out a video of naked men on bicycles in order to make a point that naked men on bicycles shouldn't be parading in front of kids. Quote, I agree. Parentheses, I'm sorry. But in order to make this point, they share a video of a naked man in bicycles on Twitter where millions of kids can now see the video. Note that I'm only sharing a screenshot of the video and not retweeting it because I actually don't think that kids should be viewing naked men on bicycles online, unlike Libs of TikTok. Twitter is open to kids 13 and older, according to their terms of service, and Libs of TikTok knows this. Brian Krasenstein defends adult men riding around naked and flashing their dicks to kids, okay? Here's what he said. 
Seeing a man naked on a bike isn't going to have much of an impact on any kid. They've likely seen their father or brother naked before. That's number one. If I have anything to do with it, Aurora's never going to see me naked. I mean, that would be, if that ever happened, that would be a whoopsie mistake. I've, my, like, my kids have never seen me naked before. You know, I walk I walk around and, and like, if I'm getting out of a show or like a boxers or something, well, that's maybe a, you know, you, I don't know, temporarily in underwear. I, it's just. You don't stand there naked in front of your kids. I mean, it, well, so that's number one. Number two, sharing an uncensored video of a naked man on a bike to an audience of possibly 30 million kids on Twitter is arguably worse than riding a bike naked in front of a kid or two at a planned event that the kid's parent took them to. Listen, this is happening in the in in, in on the main streets, the main vessels of the biggest cities in the country. It's all over the place. Being able to tweet out a clip of something that you think may be obscene and you want to lay commentary down on it onto social media is not you're the reason why people saw it no the, the 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 fact here is that it's happening we have already gotten to this point a lamentable point in our in our society's existence here we're already at that point this is about social commentary brian and his uh, mutant brother <laughs> are always just there you can't you can't seriously dive into their thoughts they're they have no thought process no and you know the thing about them that i hate frank is that like i've been on spaces with them before on twitter spaces and they say one thing because they're confronted with actual facts and data and they can't support their original positions so they'll say one thing in the space while they're tweeting out the opposite because on you know on their twitter feeds they're not being directly confronted verbally and they can't you know so it's just they're they're hypocrites. Number three, there are much, much worse things the average kid will see or hear online and offline in a typical week. There are. And so then again, how do how so then uh, yeah. What's yeah. the difference, he says, between naked people riding bikes in cities and naked people walking down the beaches in Florida? One is hated by Republicans and the other is taking place legally in Republican led Florida. We are all hypocrites to some degree. I wonder who. Uh, I wonder how many Republicans are actually on the nude beach. Well, it's I know, but it says right here. Attention! Beyond this point, you may encounter nude sunbathers. You will make the choice whether you step onto that beach at that point. This is a parade. I'm sure there wasn't an advertisement that said, "By the way, all of these quote men with low testosterone and 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 small penises are going to be riding down the street on their bicycles." Uh Every nude beach has a sign. Every nude beach is designated as a nude beach. If it's not a designated nude beach and somebody is nude, they are acting in a lewd in lewd way, and you can get them. They can get in trouble. They're they're just taking their chances, or maybe they're some exhibitionist and they want to get caught. There's other things going on there. Nude beach. I have no problem with nude beaches. But I I I I would actually have. There was a time where I was like, hey. I, if I was in France or something like that, and I said, why not? You know, I thought about it before. Because it's a certain thing. It's a certain place. There's a sign there. Um, 
But he, other than that, the other thing that, that Krasenstein does is he takes this place where it's, all right, this is an area where people are going to be sunbathing without tops or whatever, bottoms. And then here is a city street. Here's Fifth Avenue. Now, here's a bunch of guys with their, their dicks out, women with their tits out, men who have enlarged their tits and they're jiggling them around. You okay? You hear that? What was it? I hear nothing. I hear nothing, Frank. No. You didn't hear that? No. It's so loud. I hear nothing. They're cutting pipes. Oh, I bet the sparks are flying up there. So it's coming all the way down here. I hear nothing. Um, anyway, anyway, I love how he says they they say yeah, well they have to talk about a nude nude beach areas in in Florida. Uh, Florida because now it's an official red state. It's not a battleground state anymore. So that's all on Republicans. <laughs> all right, that's all on Republicans. And he says they're only mad because Democrats are doing it at Pride. So he also admits that. Only Democrats are the ones who are willing to get naked in front of children, children. Uh, in public parades. That's a that's a Democrat thing. And, and how the how that levels out to be an equivalent is beyond me, which no. he got roasted for all. The, he spent that entire day backpedaling and trying to rationalize what he said. A hundred percent. He's day. still trending. They're still trending on, uh, by the way. And the thing that pissed me off the most was that like Elon subscribed to them. So you could see, like, everybody got a notification, Elon, subscribe. So they got all these subscribers and all this money on Twitter. And, like, Elon was tweeting back and forth with them. And he, like, propped them up as, like, you know, let's take these two logical people on the left and make them part of the conversation so that we have both sides represented. But they're not logical they're posers you were sick he says you shared an uncensored video of the event to kids who undoubtedly saw it on twitter and then pretend that i support the event this was literally the tweet before and this is what he said oh my gosh i think this is disgusting and certainly should be illegal i'm pretty sure it is now he doesn't really mean that he's just saying that so that people yeah. can like think that he's being quote fair when he says this next thing, oh, well, yeah, that's a reasonable take. No, nothing is reasonable from these two, in my no. opinion. No. He says, having said that, I'm still waiting for the outcry about parents who bring their children to nude beaches. Which wait, wait, show me. I mean, I don't. A, people, nobody is advocating for parents to bring their children to nude beaches. I don't and, and, and then to And then to go beyond that. And to say that it it is advocated that this should be that this should be, and the advocation is is exclusive along party lines is another complete misstep in this little pea brain of his. He can't. It, this is why they go after people like him, like this new crop of idiots, like that Harry Sisson kid. Oh, jeez. This is why they go after these these brain dead children who are willing uh, they're just over the top willing to humiliate themselves for money there's there's no there's no functional brain in that in these two mutant skulls having said that i'm still waiting for the outcry about parents who bring their children to nude beaches which are publicly funded by many of the governors attacking the lgbtq community ahem ron DeSantis. nobody's attacking the lgbt well maybe we are now because we understand what you are you have come for our children. Full stop. 
And I, I don't understand. There's what this does to me for me, honestly, is show me that there is still a moral majority in the United States of America. That's what it does for me. We are still here. We're still very loud. We're not okay with people walking around naked and dancing around in fountains with pasties over their nipple. I mean, what the hell? What the hell? I, hold on. I, I can't hear myself think. Hold on. It's okay. I'm going to go into some CNN, CNN uh, clip here. I literally, I literally can't hear you. Hold on. I'm just supposed to go sit. on. Move. I'm going to keep you, going, you, Frank. <laughs> I'm just supposed to sit here. I'm supposed to sit here and not talk while Frank's construction goes on. <laughs> it's horrible. They stopped. It's okay. I'm going to play the, the Trump audio clip, audio tape now that was exclusively obtained by CNN. I'm glad I didn't cover this yesterday because now everything, <laughs> everything that came out about what it is and isn't is is really remarkable. Well, I'll, I'll get your opinion on that. We'll play it first and then hopefully there's not pipe cutting going on and you can actually share. Here we go. This is the whole clip. These are bad, sick people. That, but, was, that was your coup, you know, against you. That's well, it started right at the like beginning. Like when Millie's talking about, oh, you were going to try to do a coup. No, they, they were trying right. to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right. Millie trying to overthrow well, your election. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll, I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. It's pages long. Look. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's see here. <laughs> Yeah. I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Mm -hmm. Except it is like highly confidential, yeah. <laughs> secret. This is secret information. But look, look at this. You attack and... Hillary would print that out all the time, you know. <laughs> send it, no, she'd send it to yeah. Anthony Weiner. Yeah, yeah. The pervert. Um, by the way, isn't that incredible? Though? Yeah. I was just saying, because we were talking about it. And, you know, he said... He wanted to attack Iran and what? He's in the papers. This was done by the military, given to me. Uh, I think we can probably. Right? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to figure out a. a yeah. See, as president, I could have declassified yeah. it. Now I can't, you know, but this is. Yeah, now, now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so yeah. cool. I mean, it's so. I'm, look, we here and I have. And you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. No, it's, I believe It's you. incredible, right? No, they, hey, bring they some, uh, bring some cokes in, please. Okay. At the end of the day, none of that matters, Frank, because they don't have the document, and it was in Bedminster, New Jersey. None yeah, and, and then I read, you know, this this was this was huge. Everybody, everybody's everybody uh, on that side of the. Uh, you know, of that, of the Twitter and the internet world and all that. They took their, their turns yesterday calling Trump a traitor for all, whatever the hell that means. I, I, I don't even know how that applies to this situation if what we were hearing is what they're making it out to be. Because CBS 
then comes out that says that Trump has not been charged for keeping the document that he's talking about on the tape and that they uh, and that this is it, it, it's not Jack Smith it, put this in the indictment to to he quoted it. He put it in there, I think, to do like a taint on Trump so that everybody said, oh, see, he did have, dec- you know, another doc- public, another play to the public. Yeah, right. I have the Herridge clip here. It's not that long. It's a minute or two long. We can play that and listen closely to the very end. I'm I'm, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit disappointed in Herridge lately, but here we go. Today, the former president defiant on the campaign trail. We did nothing wrong. This is a whole hoax. After CBS News and other media outlets obtained an audio recording where the former president two years ago allegedly shared with a group at his New Jersey golf club a sensitive Defense Department plan of attack on Iran. It is a highly confidential <laughs> secret. This is secret information. Look, look at this. The recent criminal indictment of the former president for the willful retention of national defense information includes a transcript of the conversation allegedly between Trump, a book writer, a publisher, and two staffers. The indictment says none has security clearances. Former senior Justice Department official Tom Dupree. Is it reasonable to believe the special counsel has interviewed those individuals? I think there's a very, very good chance that he has. They were witnesses to the alleged criminal activity. They can help uh, fill in some of the gaps. What documents did the president show? The audio recording appears to contradict Trump's explanation that there was no classified Iran document. We had a lot of papers, a lot of papers stacked up. In fact, you could hear the rustle of the paper, and nobody said I did anything wrong. Trump has consistently said he declassified all the records he took from the White House. But in the recording, I think that the special counsel will be able to use this recording very effectively before a jury because he can argue that they've captured on tape the defendant narrating his own alleged criminal activity. And CBS News has learned that Trump has not been charged for keeping the document he's talking about on that tape. Special Counsel Jack Smith's office declined to answer our questions about the Iran memo or the audio tape. Trump has pleaded not guilty to all charges. Okay, let's be honest. He says it on the tape. Does it? Is it material? Does it matter in the grand scheme of this case? It doesn't. But he said it. He said it on the, you can't listen to that and not hear him say, I could have declassified this, but I didn't. So now we might have a problem or staffer saying something to that effect. It, he said it fine. Was he boisterous? Was he blessed? Who knows? Whatever. He said it. That's enough for them to do what she's saying. However, I'm going to say this. The judge Cannon in this case has come after the DOJ for leaks hard ever since the beginning, I do not understand what the reason would be for Trump's attorneys to not be filing motions to dismiss based on this, quote, leak yesterday morning, immediately, immediately, unless he leaked it himself. I I don't know why he would. I mean, he's using it as a defense. He he's using it as a defense from his perspective. Has there been any has there been any response from the DOJ about whether or not? No, you know, and, or, and it could have been or, the people who recorded it that leaked it too. And this went to CBS or CNN first. I think it was CNN that had it first. And no indication as to oh, obviously they wouldn't. They always get their stuff from anonymous sources. Mm. 
with knowledge of the matter. Right. So I, you know, I, I think about that. I think about this, the, this very convenient clip that comes out and, uh, you know, I don't spend too much time even jumping into this stuff anymore because it doesn't matter. What all it recommends, all it uh, continues to remind me of is that if there's a will, there's a way uh, for these people. And all they, they care about is making life hard or completely unmanageable for the people that they want to take out, uh, even if it's with things that are far less important than what they themselves have been caught doing. I mean, the, the fact that this is we're talking about Mark Milley and some outrageous plan, we all knew that they were trying to get donald trump to get into a, a war with iran and, and 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 even with venezuela at one point with mark milley out there and john bolton running around and all that i mean we we know that they were trying to get him in into uh it tangled up into new wars that would be a, a wonderful way of keeping him completely uh paralyzed even beyond what they were doing here at home but the fact that this is all focused even uh you know you know around mark milley himself a man who should be at a rock quarry right now, pounding uh, pebbles with a with a sledgehammer. This guy, he he came out himself and bragged about how he called up a foreign nation, supposedly a uh, an enemy state, uh, China, to promise leadership that he would he would not take orders from his commander in chief. Yeah, I know, and I that mean, that's he, lost in all of this. This, lost, this, this is a man who bragged, bragged about calling a foreign state to promise their leadership. He would not he would refuse orders from his commander in chief if he were if he were to launch some sort of a last ditch attack that was never going to come. But I mean, just just his profession, the profession of what he was willing to do. I mean, it's it just it's just crazy like brian cates is saying in the comments what does judge eileen cannon think of this kind of blatant prosecutorial misconduct you can't say it's blatant prosecutorial misconduct you don't know who leaked it it's not prosecutorial misconduct if unless they can prove there's a leak and it won't be looked at until donald trump files something to that effect and he hasn't done that yet and the only reason I can come up with when this is pretty much a slam dunk for the judge to take a look at is that he did it himself and he doesn't want to be found out. It's the only thing that makes sense to me as we sit here right now. And if he did do it himself, who cares? It's his voice on the recording. If he wants to leak it out, let him. Fine. That, that like, But it's a real good quote, get out of jail free card for the case if he didn't do it. So they should be using that card. If... If there's, you know, I don't understand why they wouldn't. But at the same time, as all this is going on and we lose the actual substance behind what Frank just outlined for everybody, because that's where we were at the time. How did Hunter Biden's Burisma tax evasion scheme actually work? Listen to this. This is what Shapley said, the IRS whistleblower. We had a great column put out yesterday on all of this at UncoverDC.com by Wendy. Um... So how did Hunter Biden's Burisma tax evasion scheme work? IRS whistleblower says Ukrainians give Hunter the money. Hunter gives it to Chinese company. Chinese company loans it to Hunter Biden. Money laundering through three different countries, the United States and otherwise. And this is the, the moment I knew, Frank, another two minute and 30 second clip real quick. This is the moment I knew that Biden, if he runs in 2024, I will be absolutely stunned because CBS has picked this up 
and is giving this guy a serious sit-down interview, whereas we've got Kyle and Steve and Garrett and all of them being slammed all over the place by CBS and other outlets for talking about the weaponization of the Justice Department. Here. If this was any other person, they likely would have already served their sentence. Gary Shapley was a lead IRS supervisory agent in Operation Sportsman, the investigation into Hunter Biden. Shapley said he uncovered conduct that warranted more serious charges. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships. Look at the face. Hotel rooms for purported drug dealers. How much did Hunter Biden owe in taxes? So from 2014 to 2019, it was $2.2 million. The back taxes were paid off. And last week, the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, reached an agreement with Hunter Biden. The president's son would admit to a firearm charge and plead guilty for his failure to pay taxes. If a judge signs off, the deal means no jail time. Testimony we have just released details a lack of U.S. attorney independence. And Shapley told lawmakers that U.S. attorney Weiss was blocked from bringing stronger charges. But U.S. attorney general Merrick Garland said last week that Weiss was not. I'm saying he was given complete authority to make all decisions on his own. I documented exactly what happened, and it doesn't seem to match what the attorney general or the U.S. attorney are saying today. Shapley provided lawmakers this contemporaneous email he wrote after an October meeting last year. Shapley says Weiss told him the opposite, that Weiss is not the deciding person on whether charges are filed. It was you know, just shocking it, to me. It, it, Tracy, you remember in 2000, 2016 when Loretta Lynch came out and said, oh, this was prior to January to, to July 5th, when James Comey came out and, and revealed what was always going to be the case with Hillary Clinton. This was after the, the meeting on the tarmac and all that stuff when we knew that the fix was in and they were coordinating. Well, um, uh, Loretta Lynch came out and said she pretty much made a promise that she will be doing exactly what the FBI represent. There's no personal interest in this case for her, and she will do, do exactly what the FBI recommends be done when it comes to the Hillary Clinton investigation, knowing full well, knowing full well that there's going to be nothing that she's asked to actually do. So th this is, on the other hand, it's the same exact thing. It, it's it's like a, a slight inverse where you just know that they're, they're saying, oh, well, they could they can do whatever they want. They have a complete authority, but they as long as it doesn't have to do with making problems for the Bidens. Yeah, it's, it's, and, it, the, and it's not that everybody loves the Bidens. It's just that <laughs> during that time, the leverage was there. And now it seems that that has outweighed its usefulness. Um, and it's kind of different because Weiss is saying to this investigator that he couldn't do the things that he wanted to do. And the investigator, smart as he is, documented those things. And now Weiss is coming out and saying, no, that never happened. But this man wrote it down when it did. Here. Shapley, who is still working for the IRS, told us that even before President Biden took office, he was directed to avoid leads involving Hunter's father. There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them? We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take them? That's correct. 
It is important to point out that at that point in Chapa's investigation, Donald Trump was still president, and his attorney general, William Barr, had rules in place that may have limited oh. what Chapley could pursue. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware had no comment. As for Hunter Biden, his attorneys did not respond to us, but he said before in a statement that he is taking responsibility for mistakes he made during a period of turmoil. When was there not a period of turmoil in that man's life? He was constantly high. In he had his freaking hookers cleaning hotel rooms as a tax write-off. Can we please just stop? I paid you for three hours work and I'm going to get it. <laughs> I lasted for one. We've got two hours left on the clock. <gasps> Unbelievable. Man. That's it for today, Frank. You have been listening to the Dark Delight podcast with... Ground Zero Val and... <laughs> Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Getter, and Twitter. And don't forget, Frank's show Monday through Friday, except this Friday, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on QuiteFrankly.tv or on Rumble. Well, I'll be back on Friday. Later. Later.